Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the ultimate bong ripper, the original toe dipper, always gonna get a snipper of weed. John Wayne, that's right, here I am. What's a snipper? I don't know, but we should find out together. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another week. I am, of course, in Wayne Manor, where I reside, in the West Wing, in the studio of Evil, uh, where I'm uh, always uh, up to something. Um, you know that. I, of course, I have a nice a nice, uh, I even said this out loud to myself, to nobody before I started, before I hit record, uh, of this nice bowl of grandpappy's medicine that I have here in my nice little bubbler that I got from Anna and Mike. Thanks guys. Shouts out again. I use this all the time. Um, but I just, uh, took a nice little, a little hit of, uh, the grandpappy medicine there. And I remarked to myself out loud to no one, not even the dogs aren't even in here today. Nobody's in the, in the studio with me. I said, Man, this tastes good. And it does. This is a good, uh, I forget what it's called, SVC or something maybe is the strain or SCV. I'm maybe misremembering it, but uh, I love it either way. Very good. Um, I'm having a great time with that. I got also a nice big cup of black coffee in my drinks coffee Hail Satan mug from Chris and Alicia Sams. Thank you so much. And I've got my water here as well in my satanic cup ready to drink uh, and purify my insides with water uh, from his Dark Lord's cup, which runneth over. Anyway, thanks, guys. Welcome to the show. If you are new to the show, thanks for checking it out. I know I've been on the road constantly meeting a bunch of new people, and uh, I love every second of it. Everyone has been super, super cool. I appreciate all the support, all the books that people have been buying and, and checking out my stuff. So if you're just joining the show today, thank you so much. You rule. I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy so, guys, uh, again, we just a uh, short week this week before I get back on the road here. But um, before we go over that, I just do want to give a huge shout out to my Patreon homies. Thanks, everyone. Uh, you guys that belong to my Patreon. Again, I can't thank you enough. I appreciate it to the extreme. Uh, you're keeping me alive out there for real without a doubt. And I thank you for the support so much. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you'd like to uh, check it out, maybe give your old Uncle Johnny a little bit more support out there, you can go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and check out all the tiers I have. There's things available for each one you sign up for. But each tier, no matter what it is, even the $1 a month beer club, uh, $1 a month, you can get access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast uh which is another podcast i do that comes out every wednesday on my patreon in which i speak with uh artists from all around the the world in the country people that i meet at these uh at these conventions and events uh all kinds of disciplines of artists uh writers singers uh actors models musicians everybody you know there's all kinds of people and it's uh a wide swath. So I, I meet a lot of crazy cool people and I have a great time talking to them and I have an awesome time doing that show. A lot of times they're from my hotel room uh, and I'll have Nick P, you know, joining me in there and, and we have a lot of fun with that. Sometimes they're over Skype when I have to go to the next city and stuff, but they're, they're a blast. And uh, if you'd like to check them out, please go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join one of the tiers. Anyone gets you access to the show and all of the uh, 89 back episodes, I think we're about to we're about to uh, break off a night at 90, a fresh a fresh uh, d uh, what do you call that 10 till we get to 100, almost at 100 guys. So that's pretty cool. There's almost 100 
art artists to to listen to these these discussions we have. So check it out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Thank you guys so 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 much. Um anyway, another announcement up top I want to make. Now some of you uh know or or do not know I do another show also every week, a podcast with uh author Christopher Triana. Excellent uh he, you know excellent horror writer uh above excellent above and beyond one of the best I think out there and a uh, good buddy of mine and we do a show every week called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne um which if you don't know check that out it's a long form horror discussion uh show we we have guests on every once in a while. We've been doing a series called The Summer of Slashers. That's done now. We had uh, an author on there, and, and we talked about a different slasher. But anyway, that aside, we do this thing on the show. One of the segments is called the Corey Hotline. And what the Corey Hotline is um, is a number that you, you, the listener out there, can actually call and leave a message uh, for the show, and uh, we we would play it on the show and, and talk about, you know, answer questions and stuff like that. Well, over at vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, we're, we're mildly phasing that out. We're maybe doing one call per week. If that, uh, we're kind of like, you know, going to put it in sporadically to, to allow room for some other new stuff. But the good news is for everyone listening here is I am adopting the Corey hotline over here to John Wayne lie to you. That's right. That's right. You can now call the Corey hotline if you want to talk to if you want to leave a message for vital social issues and stuff that's great but you can now leave a message for me just me personally here that has to do with the John Wayne lied to you show and that phone number is 832-930-1347 and you can call that number anytime night or day it ring it just goes to a you know um, a message you can leave and uh and I will will play them on the air. If, if you if you call in for for this show, John Wayne lied to you. Uh, I'll play your call, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll to have a whole little segment on that. I'm I've uh, I've been wanting to do that. I'm glad uh, I I remembered to announce it this morning. But yeah, I'm adopting the Corey Hotline over here. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. You can call me up, talk to me, a little old me, John Wayne. Leave me a message. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. All right. So good. I'm glad I wrote that down. I would have totally forgot. I usually, guys, when I do this show, I'm like really by pants in it, by the seat of my pants. I'm just going. Uh, I don't uh, necessarily take a lot of notes, but I have started lately just kind of jotting some things down because I'll try to get so much stuff out while I'm sitting here talking and then I'll be done with the show and like editing it and being like, oh, fuck, I forgot to talk about that. So I haven't making myself a, a little bit of a uh, you know, some notes. So I remember shit. But um, so like I said, this week uh, was a short week. You know, I just got back from Maryland um, uh, from Baltimore from Monster Mania. If you haven't listened to last week's uh, the episode that came out last week, uh, it's my recap of the show and how awesome it was. Um, very, very cool. I had a good time. Um, the drive back from from that, man, um, you know, I talked about it a little bit last week where I I think I went about five or six hours from when I left Baltimore Sunday night, and then I ended up stopping like uh, in Virginia, just on the like border of Virginia and West Virginia, at a at a Howard Johnson at a Hojo. Uh, I stayed the night, but the next day I still had seventeen hours to drive to get back to to Houston, H Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast shouts out, and that drive for some reason just I don't know what it was it just zapped me maybe it was driving during the day because I just hate driving during the day the sun the traffic I don't know driving at nights where it's at but 
I got up ass early from this motel and drove, and I don't know why. It, I wasn't falling asleep. It wasn't one of those things where I was driving and I was like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm falling asleep at the wheel. It wasn't that at all. It was like, like I said last week, space madness, man. I was like losing my mind on this drive for some reason. I was talking to Nick P's Force Ghost, which, you know, sits in the, the passenger seat and, t- you know, trying to, you know, disseminate information from him and uh, and the ghost and just talking to keep myself sane. But man, it just, I don't know, took it out of me. Um, I was fucking tired, man. I slept a lot uh, to recover from that drive for, for whatever reason. Probably a lot of it was recovering from the uh, entire weekend as well. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, we're going to die soon anyway, so we might as well, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was that man, that drive was, was a killer. I have to say, but oh, well I made it back. And, uh, now I'm happy to say that Nick P will be returning to the road with me. He uh, had to stay home on a couple of these ones, get some shit done, uh, as you do, but we, uh, make our triumphant return as a duo to the road this week. Actually, if you're listening to this, when it comes out on Monday, uh, we'll be, Heading Nick P and I heading for Las Fabulous Las Vegas Nevada. Um, we'll leave Wednesday night and drive uh drive the whole way, and we'll be able to switch back and forth because that's a long one. You guys know you've heard if you've listened to the past episodes, we have done that drive twice already in the past uh, year. Um, well, actually, since October, we did it in October and February. So, damn, yeah. So we're doing it again, baby. Third time's a charm. So uh, we're stoked to get out there and see Scarlett, uh, our Mead friend. Uh, Mead and my friends shall rise again. Scarlett, Ava, I don't think we'll be there. Shouts out to you as well, Ava. Uh, She moved to Chicago, so I don't know if we're going to get to see her. But again, go back and listen to the last Vegas recap. Those are the baddest bitches we've ever met in our lives. Um, uh, Scarlett and Ava. And I I look forward to returning to the Berlin um, where I almost was in a uh, bar fight and it was awesome. So that aside, we are Nick will be returning, so I won't be doing these long a long drive by myself like that. But for some reason, man, it just killed me. But another thing that I did this week, though, short week, like I said, only been home a couple of days, uh, and then I, I I did an event on Friday, which we will talk about later uh, in the show. I watched, I caught up, uh, I caught up on some flicks this this past few days, some movies. Um, I don't watch, you know, I I talk about this sometimes you know, before on the show about how I'll, I'll want to sit down and watch a movie. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to watch a movie. You know, I don't have, I have no idea what I want to watch. I just know I'm going to watch a movie. And I sit down and I start going through shit on the apps, like through shutter and then through the Amazon horror. And then through like, you know, fucking voodoo, whatever Vix voodoo password shouts out. And I just get like analysis paralysis. And I, I, I select, no, I can't pick anything. And then maybe I'll start something and I'm like, Oh man, I should have, I'll get like, eight minutes in and be like, I should have watched the other thing and I'll get out and I'll go to start the other one and be like, ah, fuck it. And I'll just end up putting on like always sunny or something that I've already seen and just sit there and draw. Um, but this, this time I, I made some sound decisions, uh, and picked some things. One of them, uh, was a rando, but one of them was something I've been wanting to see, uh, for a, a while now. And that is malignant, which is in theaters and HBO Max. It's one of those Warner Brothers dual release th- things that they do. And I watched it uh, at my home, but I was, <clears throat> this past weekend, you know, I was talking to some people. Some people brought it up. Maybe Wes, uh, Wes Southerd was talking about it. But I know that they said, you know, this is a movie you can't, we can't really, you can't really tell, say anything about what it's about. Because um, first of all, it's be insane to describe. But second of all, it's like, ah, it's, you just have to watch it. It's one of those. I hate. I know. I know. 
where people are like, you just have to watch it. You do. This one is like that. I This is also, from what I understand and what I've learned, a very divisive movie in that people love it or they hate it. So it's either all one stars or all five stars. You know, there's no, there seems to be no in between of like, yeah, you're all right, you know. Mm. I am on the five star side in a big bad way. Um, I really liked it. I liked the, um, the story. I liked the characters. I liked the originality of this movie. Um, really captured my imagination. I, you know, also, like I've said before, I'm not one of these people that sits there. I, I don't figure anything out. Like I can never figure out like what's happening or I'm not even, I'm never trying to at least actively when I'm watching a movie, like, Oh, I know he did it. Uh, but definitely this one, I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, 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 oh shit. Like that's how, like through the whole movie as these kind of twists happen and, and the turns in the story and plot, very original. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, hey, if you liked it or didn't like it, you know what? You can call the Corey Hotline and uh, tell me what you think. 832-930-1347. 832-930-1347. So, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. And I suggest that if you haven't watched it um, and you're into horror, especially, you know, creepy kind of, uh, uh, you know, this is a new horror movie. This is a brand new movie. And, um, you know, a lot of people are even extra, extra critical of newer horror films, of course. And I got to say, this is a this one's a winner with me. So uh, check it out if you haven't. It's in theaters still uh, for a little while and it is on HBO Max. So steal someone's password to that and uh, give it a watch. I highly suggest it. another movie I watched. Now, this is a I was going through this this app. I cannot speak more highly of these. Only one single drawback to it, and that is the Night Flight app. I don't. Nick P got me hooked. Got me like connected to this or showed this to me, and I've just subscribed to it and uh, and will not cancel it. I love it so much. Night Flight. I don't know. It's like a, I guess a video or music type type of show or channel, perhaps in the eighties. I don't know where on Mars or Canada. I'm not quite sure. Uh, so there's all this content of this old music, just old music videos and old music uh, video programs that they had on this show. But it has all that shit. But it also has, um, man, it has so much cool stuff. But it has a, a selection. So it has like um, some of the indie uh, uh, horror, uh, what do you call them? I guess distributors. That's right. Where they, they read, restore movies like... Um, you know, like uh, Vinegar Syndrome is one of those. Uh, shouts out to those guys. They're not. They're not on this app. They're on another one. But this app has uh, several of those, like kind of distributors catalogs on there. So I'm talking like Severin is one. Arrow is one. Um, there's there's a couple I've never heard of, like uh, Blood and Gore. One's called something weird. Um, uh, Grindhouse releasing also. So these are all like kind of curated and and restored. Uh, horror films that each of these distributors and companies do and it's dude it's so there's so much on there like stuff you if, if you want to do some deep dive into some old ass shit that you can't really find anywhere or you have to like you're gonna have to like rent you think you're gonna have to rent it to on, on streaming look there it there's so much stuff i watched uh, i was overwhelmed that's a good one to get on and get analysis paralysis but i did pick um, a movie and watch it the other night and it was uh, called Drive-In Massacre and this is about uh, a drive-in movie theater um, that 
has a basically a killer going around killing the kids in their cars, uh, you know, at the at the movies while the movie's going on. And it's this whole thing about like it used to be a carnival and they closed it and the 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 carnival barker guy now manages the place and he hates everybody and everything about it. they throw all these red herrings at you as to who could be doing it. But the funny thing about this movie is, you know, they have a um you know, the first kill kill happens and it's pretty sweet. Like this guy gets his head chopped off and then, then, then his girlfriend gets like stabbed through the throat. Oh, also the, the murder weapon is a sword in this thing. Like that's not a spoiler alert. That's in the description. Like the, he's ki- the killer uses a sword. So he like hacks these people up. It's pretty sweet. I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in for this, but it, they never close the drive. It, the cops are so nonchalant. They like, I guess these detectives are like, I guess we better go talk to the manager. Like the day after they go, the, there's no crime scenes, you know, corned off or cordoned off or anything. They got like the fucking janitor guys just out there, like sweep. They were showing him sweeping up cups and stuff in the parking lot. No crime tape, no fucking nothing. It's the next morning. It's the day after this murder has happened. It's happened hours ago. Right. And uh, they're like, I guess we better go down there and talk to them. So they, they go down and, you know, of course, the manager guy's a complete dick. You know, they even say how much of an asshole he is. The cops, you know, they're like, what an asshole, you know. So like I said, they're they're just trying to make you think everybody did it in this movie. But they never close the drive through like they open that night again and people come part fill, fill the fucking place up. Guess what happens? Another murder next day do they close no they don't i and i know i'm if i'm going in this i'm trying not to spoil it but i'm just telling you ridiculousness the next night the it's open again and those two detectives park there in their car and like they're gonna like under like stake out you know in the fucking thing watching to try to find the killer somebody gets killed like three cars down from them it is awesome i liked it a lot and let me tell you uh i don't want to spoil the ending but it's got a it's definitely got an ending that it would be so delightful for me to spoil but it's like i was i was like at the end fuck yeah dude bravo i enjoyed every every bit of this movie um it's not gonna win any awards but it is and it also what i thought was interesting is this predates like it, it this was in the description i read a little bit more opponent like predates the first slasher so it's just this one they said it's like, well, this might be like a proto slasher, a pre-cum type of slasher, or it might be overlooked as possibly one of the first or earliest slashers. I don't know. You uh, check it out. I don't know. Maybe call the Corey hotline and, and, and tell me about it if you saw it. It's called Drive-In Massacre. Uh, it, it, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but like I said, it's on that night. It's on the Night Flight app um, under the Severin um, distribution uh page of it so very cool and that's a and there's so much cool shit on that app there's even like eight indie uh music labels that are on there that you can like just scroll through and listen to their catalogs just like discover new indie music or whatever it's very fucking cool one drawback of this app and i don't know if it's just something with me or where i'm at or whatever but i'm in i'm in fucking a city i'm in houston you know shouts out dirty third third coast um it crashes a lot like you can't, it's almost like, uh, I've learned not to like, if you go too fast, like flip through too fast, it, it can't keep up or it gets nervous or just crashes. Um, sometimes like loading, I went to load a movie and it just crashes and you know, my, my Roku, cause I have a Roku. So like crashes, the app crashes, the Roku just starts all over. So that's the only drawback that I, um, see with this, with this app, but 
I enjoyed that movie and I enjoyed Malignant. Like I said, it's brand new. So people love it or hate it, it seems. Um, so either way, that's, uh, that's for you to decide. Um, so speaking of deciding and decisions, I'm deciding to move on to our next segment, which is um, the three-card tarot reading. I, uh, as you may know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode, and I, I just write down my thoughts, things that are on my mind this week, and kind of uh, get a, try to get a fresh perspective, uh, uh, look at things differently through, uh, you know, through the prism of the cards here, and, and uh, you know, try to get my mind right, get, get everything set, especially for the new week and everything like that. So um, this week, you know, what was on my mind, what I wrote down before I was uh, <clears throat> doing this was... Uh, something that also has been coming up a lot in my card of the day readings is to, to trust my, uh, be more trusting of my intuition. And in that, like, trust your gut for certain things, I mean, and also, like, our intuition, we can get all blocked up with a bunch of bullshit. And, like, I needed to focus on unblocking, like, you know, getting out of my own way and just trusting my intuition uh, a little bit more in some of these things. Um, also, balance, of course, that's a, that's a weekly thing, balancing all the shit in my life. Um, spinning the plates correctly, keeping them all going. Like I said, that's, that's a constant thing where we, you're, we always have to work constantly at, at staying balanced, uh, making smart decisions. Uh, always, you know, I've got, you know, setting, setting up, like I said, setting up my, my calendar for next year already. Um, I'm really trying to make the best decisions as to where I go in the new year, uh, what cities I go to, which things I participate in, things like that, but all just that. And, uh, as always, my ever struggling business acumen to try to make good decisions there. And also, um, be more respectful of my money in that how I earn it and where it goes. Um, that comes up in some some of the cards sometimes, just like respectful of your your wealth. It's not wealth, but like any money you have. And sometimes I, I can get a little out of... Uh, just I, I, I'm so darn self-destructive i just have this fatalistic you know uh wave in me or what i don't want to say but just i have been looking very much more at things like that and like also looking at this year i know it's only october uh shouts out october yay but it's coming to a close and i'm look just looking at uh you know how, you know you want to grow in the new year so i'm looking at trying to grow you know my my career and 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 being able to support myself better and more and, and all those decisions, all that stuff going in there. So all these things are on my mind right now. Right. Um, so, uh, that's what I'm thinking about. And then, and again, up top, when I do these readings, I, I try to make it, it's a generalized, general, generalized thing, um, where it can apply. I try to make it apply to everybody. But again, this is, you know, if I say you or you, I'm talking about, you know, myself or the Royal editorial. Um, uh, so anyway, let's get into our reading here. Okay, so first card that I have pulled today for myself is the Eight of Swords reversed. So the Eight of Swords, there's a person on the on the card who is bound, who's tied, standing there, tied up, and blindfolded with eight swords behind them, like like almost like they're in a cage, like those are the bars of a cage, right? <clears throat> so just so if you don't know, that's what it looks like, um, and. In its reversed position, um, I mean, this is kind of about this card is about a lot of about how you how we limit. We're always limiting ourselves a lot of times, not always. 
we need to look at where these where our limiting limitations are coming from and if they're self-imposed. So when it's reversed like this, it, it's it's basically telling us that we have been letting these things kind of get to us, like negative self-talk, uh, believing that we're not worthy. Um, a lot of people, you know, maybe call it like a, an imposter syndrome where they're I don't deserve any of this. You don't deserve to be happy. You don't deserve the success. Uh, you're really just downing on yourself um, in that that way. And and what is happening and 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 what is, you know, especially with this card is kind of bringing to a, a awareness and, and that you are coming to awareness that, hey, this this kind of like thought process is actually of detriment. This is now actually keeping you from achieving things, whether they're small goals or big goals or moving, you know, advancing on, on our path to the next place or the next level. We're starting to realize that this kind of negative limiting beliefs and thought that are coming from ourselves, our own self, is actually now we're seeing tangible results of how it is hurting us, right? It, it's like, okay, we and, and what we have to do, uh, of course, is focus on the positive things in our lives to counteract that. Easier said than done, I know. You're like, go, no shit, John Wayne. Oh, do that, that's fucking great. Yeah, but here's what it is. It's hard. You know, it's easy to get down on yourself. I know this from experience, you know, just being like, ah, right. you know, it's it's easy to and then be especially alone when you're just by yourself. You know, it's it's uh, easy to spiral into these these kind of pat these thought processes or, or, or thought, you know, black holes that are just sucking you in. Um, but we have to kind of make the decision to stop thinking that way to let go of this whatever and it and it and like to, for me at the base of it i look at this as fear we're afraid of something we're afraid that uh you know we're afraid of what ha what, what 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 would happen if we did succeed or we did make it to the next step or or we're afraid of uh you know that will take the chance and not make it the, on the first try you know th this is all fear that's that breeds all of this shit in us. So it's really about letting go of fear at the base of this, but also just like saying, you know, like taking a good part of, of, of just a small positive piece of something, you know, no matter what, and just saying like, well, you know, I, you know, I, people like me, uh, I, 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 this published, this book is published. So I know I'm, I mean, they don't, Someone wouldn't. Someone else wouldn't put put this out if they didn't believe in me. Or you, you need to just look at small things like like that. Um, you know, for me, I'm always like uh, an example. And I even was talking about this recently uh, to someone where you know I I love to play guitar and sing songs. You know, old country songs, punk rock, all that stuff. You guys know that I play shows, play with my band. I play cover shows wherever I can. I play at my booth at the conventions. I play at the VIP parties when they let me. Um, and I just like to sit around and play. And um, I really, for some reason, will get like, if I'm just going to play around someone just in a, in a relaxed setting, I'm like, no one wants to fucking hear this shit. Even at conventions, I'm like, no one wants to fucking hear this shit. Why am you know, who do, who do I think I am? But it, it took like, somebody was like, uh, you know, 
I played a few songs and then, you know, they wanted me to keep going and I was like, oh, okay. And like the feedback, the response I got was like, man, you, you know, you're fucking actually really good at this. We forget that we hang out with you all the time and forget that, oh, this is another part of John Wayne. So that's just an example for me where I had to then be like, okay, I have to stop telling myself that I'm not good at this or that this is going to be annoying um, or obnoxious you know i've fucking you know you have to look you're like look dude you've played guitar and you've done music for over 20 years of your life uh daily you know this is why you this is part of why you do it to share it so why you know why are you downing yourself all the time like that's this kind of thing that i look at this and have to you know make those switches in my mind where um you, you know, you have to kind of almost also trust yourself. You might not get that feedback from somebody like I did to kind of, cl- you know, push you in the, the, the way, uh, the other way. Some, we have to realize it for ourselves, you know, and, and I have to as well that, you know, there's a lot of aspects that go into these, these things, but we have to f- believe in ourselves, especially if it's something we're working, uh, we work on our, you know, we throw ourselves into what we're passionate about. We have to stop down in ourselves. We have to stop saying we can't do things. I can't do that. I'll never be able to do that. We have to stop it. You know, why not? Like I've said this all the time. I've said this before, like, why not? Why not you? Why not me? who who's to say like who makes these decisions that oh i'll never get that why fucking not somebody did somebody else would somebody else has why not me why not you that's how i I look at that uh a lot lately um that's how i actually looked at it uh, for a while and you know threw myself into this into this career of arts and entertainment um and and, um uh, in the roots and words so anyway Eight of Swords, basically, we're we're limiting ourselves. We got to stop it. We're realizing that it's holding us back now. Um, next card, we I uh, got the Queen of Pentacles upright. Um, so the Queen is, you know, she's sitting on her throne. She's holding a pentacle in her hand. Um, very, very uh, uh, powerful and uh, feminine. And the Queen, okay, we we know all queens uh, are always about. They're always about a, a nurt. They think they come with a nurturing feel. They're you know kind of a motherly like um um encouraging type of of feel to all to all the queen cards so with the pentacles we know the pentacles deal with material with wealth you know all those kind of things so the queen of pentacles shows up in its upright position it's um it's saying that you know we're right right now for whatever moment we're we're feeling like we're really we're really humming in a in a pretty good place we've found a little bit of balance and we're trying to integrate a better flow between those two things, i.e. mostly this deals with, um, you know, work and home, you know, the work home life balance or work relationships or relationships and work or whatever, um, the, all, all of that stuff. Uh, we're try- maybe kind of uh, doing that, but it... so... So I'm trying to make this all flow together with with the other card. We know that we can maintain this healthy balance, right? We've done it before. We've integrated these two. We're we're trying to find our flow. 
And, and that's what's important here is that we're trying to find the flow, the right flow to keep these things balanced, to keep ourselves in the right mindset, to keep ourselves in the right emotional place, to, to be able to do this and to be able to balance it. And also wanting to do these things. We have to do that. We have to figure out what, what it is we actually want to be balancing um, and, and prioritize that and be able to implement it. And it might not be easy, but we have to, if we're going to achieve this balance that this card represents, uh, all of our kind of life shit, because it's material, it's physical, and this is the shit that we actually are going to do in our relationship or home or whatever, and physically do in our career to make these things balanced. And that's, you know, uh, cutting time here, cutting time there, you know, figuring out different ways to, to, um, get things done or, or schedule things so that you can have more time on this side or that side. It's, it's really a, a very, it's more of a personal thing with how you need to achieve that balance right now. But this card is here to remind us that we have done it. We are doing it. We know how to do it. But I also feel like we're just kind of teetering on that. That plate's getting a little bit... That that might be the next plate to fall off of the the, the stick, the dowel rod, if you will. Uh, next card, Six of Swords Upright. Another one of my favorite cards. We might have had this last week uh, or, or recently. But the Six of Swords is, uh, you know, there's a, you know, two people in a boat um, uh, that's being uh, ferried across by a river ferryman, and there's six swords that are in the front of the boat um, sitting there. So this this card is cool. So when you when you see this card, it's it's about moving on. It's about moving to the next thing. It's about transition. It's about um, getting to the other side of this river uh, in order to uh, progress with where we're going. And the thing is, the, what this represents, <clears throat> excuse me, represents is on the other side of that river is an unknown. It's a new thing. It's going to take adapting and learning, but it's essential. That's where we need to go to get to, to continue our, our journey, to continue on our path, to continue towards our goal. Okay. We have to go across there to this unknown place. Um, and leave, we leave behind some things that are familiar you know, and, and sometimes leave those things behind for good. And that's where the hard part of this card comes because with that, you know, with this necessary uh, embracing a man of the unknown, you have to leave behind some things in order to change. But the good thing is, is that, you know, of course we you do that and it sucks, but, you know, it gives us a more mental clarity. It lets us, it gives you more of a mental strength too, when you kind of know what you have to do and you can kind of just grip it and rip it a little bit better um just because like the swords are 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 our intellect right they're th our thoughts so that's what i mean by your brain your mind kind of gets a little tougher stronger um in that you can make those decisions with your your head instead of your heart a little bit easier knowing that that's what you, you know, your, your brain is telling you, your logic is like, you have to, you know, you're going to grow and like, you know, that's what you need to do. And then you and your little heart can go jump and do dances and fucking hug everyone all you want, but get to the other side of this fucking river because that's where you need to be in order to, to continue. Um, otherwise, what are you fucking doing? So 
also with that, we, you know, and I know you're like, wow, well, that's aggressive. You know, I'm not ready to do that. Well, we need, you need to, if you're feeling reluctant, like this is what we need to do is look at what's holding us back. You know, what, what are we, what are we holding on to that is making this decision hard for us? And is it worth it? And can we integrate those two? But, but what the, the important thing is, is that we make that decision and we move to the other side and we don't let that bring us down. We don't spiral out when we get out there thinking like, oh, what did I do? We have to be firm in these decisions and, and confident in them and and uh, and know it's for the best for our self and our greater goal uh, of where where we're going. Um, and again, just because this is cool, a couple cool little tidbits about this card that I like. The swords that are in the front of the boat they're, they represent, like I said, that's your thoughts. These this is mental baggage that we, we need to get rid of because it's holding the boat down. It's making that trip that much slower. It's, it's, it's too heavy. We need to get rid of some of these. We need to let go of this shit, throw them over and let them fall to the bottom. Um, and also the ferryman, again, I always speak about this, having a good foundation of what you do because you can always fall back on the foundation no matter what happens. No matter what obstacle comes in your way, as long as you have a good foundation of what you're doing, you'll be able to navigate. Uh, you'll be able to rebuild on that. And that, and what this is, like the ferryman has his pole, and he can't move the boat forward unless he hits, he, you know, he pushes off of the bottom of the, the river. So he's got to hit that foundation and push the boat forward off of that. So I, I always, I always like that. I think it's neat. I like to include that little tidbit in there. Um, but that is our reading guys. So eight of swords, you know, reverse, this is getting rid of those self negative, uh, self beliefs and thoughts and, and real because we realize what it's doing to us. And that might be coming into influencing here in the queen of Pentacles, where we're talking about, you know, we have this balance, but we still need to kind of figure it out. And, um, and, Possibly part of this realization of what's holding us back in the Eight of Swords is, is this. We're like, oh, shit, like, we have to figure this out a little bit better. or Not holding us back, but we're failing at it or whatever because um, we're too negative. You know, we need to let that stuff go. And then the Six of Swords, letting really letting everything go so that you knowing that you have to do it to get to the next side, to get across the river, and you just have to suck it up sometimes. And uh, shit's hard, but, you know, that's life. So... That was a good reading. I really enjoyed that. I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, thank you guys for for indulging me and listening. Uh, as you guys know, I am drawing a tarot deck right now. I am balls deep in it, shaft deep uh, up to the up to the balls with my shaft. Uh, so close to the end. I am I am actually going to just be drawing all day, pretty much after I finish this podcast. I got up extra early, and um, and all that kind of stuff while while I watch uh, the Texans lose. I'm sure. But uh, oh well, such is such is life, as well. Now, um, so I mentioned uh, earlier the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, which is on my Patreon um, every Wednesday, and uh, I, I I usually have something to dump to dump in here, a conversation part of it, and uh, this week I do not, but. Um, I will have, I do have some awesome interviews lined up this week before I leave town. And uh, so the new episode will still come out on Wednesday. It'll just be a super secret surprise. Uh, but I'll, I'll also, I'll tease it and, and get it out there to you guys uh, on the next, next week's episode as well. You know how I do it. But uh, anyway, please check, check out uh, the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. 
and uh, we'll all have a really good time. So uh, I think really without further ado, that uh, leads us into our story portion of the day and of the day of the show. And as you know, you guys, I like to do a recap of my uh, adventures on the road if I've had one recently, and I sure did. Um, this past uh, weekend, I I went up to Dallas to uh, Amplified slash Gas Monkey Garage, something with name change. I'm not sure what the hell's going on with that, but it's a venue. Um, and and uh, for the Cradle of Filth show, and uh, myself and Death's Head Press got to vend there. And what a time. I'll tell you how that all happened. But uh, I call this story Cradle of Fun. So, uh, a few weeks ago at Texas Frightmare uh, in Dallas, awesome convention, shouts out to Frightmare and Lloyd, uh, I talked about how the the people next, we had uh, people next to us who were awesome, This uh, um, and this guy that we met um, named Mike was helping his buddy, and I actually have their booth now, uh, it's um, called Drink with the Living Dead, which is a hand-etched glassware, like, um, you know, like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, pint glasses. There we go. Pint glasses, shot glasses, and uh, they uh, the guy etched like awesome shit into it. Like you know any any kind of horror thing you wanted, uh, any kind of design he could do. He did a lot of pretty badass ones. So uh, anyway, he has his buddy Mike there helping him, and Mike uh, comes and talks to myself and and Jared and Patrick from Death's Head right away, and he's uh, familiar with the indie uh, book scene and indie lit and the horror scene and all that um, already. So he's read some of the books from Death's Head. He's, he's familiar with uh, me and everything, and we get to know each other better. And he ends up, uh, he works at Gas Monkey Garage, which uh, I'm, forgive me, I know people are going to be screaming at their podcast machines. I know it's a, um, a show about cars. Uh, some It's in Dallas here in Texas. I know, but I hate Dallas. But anyway, in a fun way. I know it's they they soup up car they build cars or trucks um, custom stuff and it's a show that's on television that's all that's the extent of my knowledge and I know that uh, Chris Jet my drummer in uh, John Wayne uh, is dead and his son Henry love it and um, it's it's cool so he works there but anyway long story short um, they have a, a venue they're also a venue that has like big concerts and shit um and i guess they're changing the name to amplified look i'm not sure what the fuck is all, that all is about but what i am sure the fuck is about with is with was within days of the convention um mike got us uh you know offered us a, a, a spot a spot i guess to to vend to sell horror books during the cradle of filth show which cradle of filth is a a uk death metal band i guess modern modern day death metal band um very famously, uh, you know, you've probably seen or heard uh, about the shirt that they have that's uh, that has a nun crucified. It says Jesus was a cunt on the back. Um, but it's because they're British. You know, they call everything a cunt, right, mate? Yeah, you're a cunt. You're a cunt. Jesus was a cunt. You know, but anyway, pretty cool shirt. I didn't get one um, because I'm saving money. Uh, but yeah, we're like, okay, hell yeah, we'll do that now. I didn't know what the hell to expect. The whole th- I'm just thinking like that's fucking cool, man. We're gonna be selling books at a death metal show. It's gonna be awesome. And and I was like, and then the more I thought about, it, I was like, we're gonna be selling books at a death metal show, huh? 
oh, well, I'm still, I'm still fucking psyched. Um, and I was, so this was this past Friday <clears throat> and we had to, you know, be up there, uh, by like five 30 to load in was what the time we were given. And I live, you know, about four hours away, four and a half hours ish, maybe it depends on where you leave from, um, here where I'm at. And, uh, I, the deal was like, uh, Jared, from Death's Head Press, wasn't going to this event. I was going to meet Patrick C. Harrison III, also of Death's Head Press and, um, and a, a, a very awesome writer himself. I'm meeting him up there to do this event, right? So I uh, get up early on Friday and I have to go to Jared's place to get all the Death's Head books and stuff to take up there along with mine. So, uh, Jared lives, you know, he lives north or I don't know where, north or whatever, like north of me, like out of the city, you know, he's got horses and shit, uh, nice place, but, but far from where I live now on the way up there all morning, it's been raining on Friday. It starts pouring here in Houston and like, you know, even up towards them, the whole, the whole way I'm going whole time I'm driving up there. It is pouring ass rain for like 55 straight minutes on me as I'm driving and I get up there it lets up a little bit and then it starts coming down again but uh you know I get uh everything loaded up Jared's lovely wife Kara helped me uh with everything I got it all in there and and packed up and then I was like well I want to hit the road I want to start going because I know it already took me a long time to get up here because of the weather it's going to be a bitch getting out of here and getting on the free uh, all the stuff i'm sure the weather is going to add time to my journey so let me go now so i i bid her farewell all packed up and i have my gps on just route me take me the best route go so i'm driving and where we're at in the area it's kind of it's kind of out there and it's not like in the woods, like where my mom lives. Shouts out mom. Um, it's, but it's in the country ish area. It's country, I guess. I don't know, but there's a lot of back roads that you, you know, that you take that the, the map is taking me to get to the, the freeway to get me out there. And there's also a lot of construction going on in this, in this area, uh, all around where his neighborhood is and, and, and leading out to where the freeway was. So, um, now you take like back roads, construction, and a bunch of rain in Houston, and what do you get? Flooding. Boy, we sure love it. We should be called the Houston Flutters uh, instead of whatever else our team names are. Uh, but yeah, so I um I'm going and I'm driving and I've I've told a story on here about how I drove through high water and and it, I was like terrified. <clears throat> if you go back, it's like the, uh, I forget what episode it is, but it's when I'm throwing a party for my ex-wife, a uh, 420 party, her birthday. I don't know. But I, I, that was like when I had my first, just got my element and I, I drove through some high water and it freaked me out. So now smash cut to this, I'm driving down these streets where my thing, my GPS is telling me and I'm hitting this high water and I, you know, my fit, my Honda fit, uh, shouts out, sponsor me, Honda is pretty low to the ground. So I'm, I'm seeing like the water is creeping up like out of the ditches over some of the, the streets, you know, ahead of me. And I'm like, fuck man. So I'm trying to like go and go fast through where I can still see concrete, you know, and, uh, just to, I know it's not that deep yet, but I'm also like not about to take any fucking risks at all. I'm like, but, but also what was fucked up was where you're, where we were at, 
it would have been difficult for me to turn around or even find a place to pull off. So when I did find a place, I can't, I finally came to this kind of uh, intersection, um, not a major intersection, just like a, a intersection in this neighborhood that had a gas station. So I pull up in there and uh, I look down like the road because I'm supposed to turn left at that gas station and go down this road. And I'm looking down there and I'm like, man, if I just barely made it through these streets behind me looking down this road does not look it's like it's going to be good so i went inside to the gas station and uh i asked the the person behind the counter because i was was like they're here they're gonna know exactly what floods around here and of course they did uh she told me like nope don't don't go if you go back that way it's already flooded um you know the other another young lady was there that was like had told her like yeah tell them not to go down that way and then they were like, well, if you can go down this one way and they're trying to give me directions like to a, a different way I could take. And I was like, honestly, it was going right th- through my o- over my brain. I, I wasn't even really necessarily paying attention because I was like, ah, you're this after like three steps. If it's not like you make the first right and the left and then look for the fucking, you know, gimpy dog and take a left. It wasn't like that. It was like, OK, you're going to go here. Look for this. There's a roundabout. And I was like, I'm out. I can't pay attention to this but she tried so then um i i bought a six pack of uh miller light tall boys and went and sat in my car uh so i first decided i sat there for about 10 minutes and i i, I smoked a bowl just like i'm gonna smoke a bowl and just chill okay now let me go see actually how bad this is because if it's flooded i'm turning around so i go the way that i'm supposed to go first and I'm going, I think I'm like, oh, I might actually make it. It's not, okay, okay, maybe it's not that bad. And then I came to this one turn where I had to take and it was just underwater. Like I wouldn't, I would not try it at all, even in a, a regular car. So I turned around, went back to the gas station and sat there for a little bit longer uh, waiting. And then I was like, well, let me try to go down the other way that they said. That way I barely got, I mean, I barely got down that street before I just had to turn back around and come back to the gas station. So now I'm stuck at the gas station and I'm just like, well, what am I going to do? I put on, you know, music, I smoke a bowl. I have a couple of couple pops, you know, I'm not driving anywhere. I might as well drink a couple of these beers. Um, so I, I, and I, and I worked on some writing. I was actually writing a song and I was working on that and stuff. And I'm in communication with Jared and Patrick and, uh, you know, they're talking about, oh, do we have to send, you know, Kara in the, in the, you know, Armada to come get you and shit. And I'm like, nah, just, I'm going to, I, I don't want to leave my car here and you don't have to come get me. You know, I'll, you know, I, I'm on high ground. I might as well wait till it stops or goes down or something, you know, so I'm fine for now. And I sat there and I, I was just kind of like, looking at it like, okay, after this in a half hour, when it hits that, uh, you know, the top of the hour, I'll, I'll try again. But it would start to rain hard and then harder. And it was a, I, I was where I knew it wouldn't even be worth me leaving then to go try again. So I just sat there again for another half hour and another half. It was an hour and 45 minutes later when I finally was like, okay, I'm going to try again. I have to try because it was getting to where if I didn't get on the road soon, I would just be it wouldn't be worth me even trying to go up there because I'd miss the whole load in window. I didn't know how strict the stuff was or whatever. So, um, I go, I make a break for it. No, I make, I, I didn't go the way that, uh, the first way that I was supposed to go because that 
uh, actually I did. I tried to go that way again. That's right. And that little curve was still underwater. So I turned back around and went the way that the gas station lady was trying to tell me to go. And I just let my, uh, GPS and, and Jesus take the wheel. And I, I hit a little bit of high water, not anything. I could still see the fucking thing. And I, people were going ahead of me through it. So I went, but man, I fucking made it finally. And it still took me through all these backwards. I was like, oh, God, I made it. Cool, I'm almost there. And then I was like, what the fuck? There's like another 10 miles of backcountry roads? What the fuck? And I kept getting further and further like into just woods and shit. And I was like, oh, God, no, if I get flooded out here, I am so dead. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure I deserve it. Uh, but ended up getting out. Got out. Hit. I'm on the freeway flying, baby. I am ready to go. And I'm already making up time and... You know, it looks like I'm going to get there right exactly on time. And guess what? I did. I got there exactly on time, 530, like 536, I think. I pull up. Patrick C. Harrison III is there. Uh, uh, Chad Miller, C. Cloud Miller, he's there just for a moment. Shouts out to pick up some books to take out, to distribute to the masses. And uh, and we're there. So Patrick and I load in. And so this venue is, um, it's got like a bar and restaurant in it as well. And then the backside of it has like this outside partially covered stage, full setup, all that kind of thing. So it's, it's, that's what it's like. So we are set up kind of at this booth, like at the, think about like the pimp daddy, like Godfather booth that you would see in a restaurant that's like at the kind of rounded, you know, uh, bench and then the table in the middle. That was where we were. So we pulled that table out, made room, set up. We had a nice setup. Really nice setup. Uh, Mike came, took care of us. Mike took care of us like a champ. Mike, shouts out to you, dude. I hope you're listening. Thank you so much, dude. You treated us like a king, and that's how I deserve to be treated. Go off, king. Uh, no, he got us drink tickets. Uh, we got a free meal. Um, you know, we got VIP uh, access. We were fucking taken care of to the max. And we, you know, the, I think the show started at eight or something, the first band. There's, you know, three bands with uh, Cradle of Filth being the third and, and headlining band. And it, it started getting full, man. This place was packed out, um, especially by the time it got to the, to Cradle of Filth playing. It was way packed out outside. And, you know, Patrick and I, we set up and we're having a good time. We're having some beers and laughs. You know, we're happy. To, I'm happy to just be out of the car. You know, I'm, I'm laughing about the flood and shit. And we're getting like some some interest from the 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 staff, which was cool. Like the waitresses, the hostess, some of the bartenders were coming over and seeing like, what is this? What do you guys got going on over here? But we were making like no sales. And Pat were to where Patrick and I were like, you know what? We might not make too many sales tonight. Uh, it, it goes back to that again in my mind was like, we're vending at a death metal show. Hmm. In my mind, on one side, it, it sounds like it makes perfect sense, right? On the other side, it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? So it actually worked out extremely well. You know, we weren't out like where the bands were playing. Like their their merch thing was also inside, but they had big these big garage doors that opened, so they, it was like kind of open air on one side. We weren't over there. We actually had a place where people were, you know, around, but we didn't have to compete with the noise of of the bands playing, which would have sucked even more for us because we have to talk about the books and stuff. You can't just point to a shirt, you know, on the wall and say, "I want that, ain't I money." But, um, man, it ended up working well. Like as, as the other bands started playing and then there was like you know, the breaks in between, people would wander back to where we were and be like, oh shit, what is this? Uh, I got to see, uh, some folks that, um, I saw at Frightmare, shouts out to them. Um, 
And uh, Alana, I believe your name is. Shouts out birthday. Shouts out. Um, you, you and your kids and and your uh, your dude are awesome. It was an awesome time, like seeing the people. And then we just kind of started getting started slowly getting some salespeople buying some books, people buying three books, four books at a time. And um, you know, all in all, it was worth it. It was worth the experience anyway. Just to, I mean, honestly, even if we sold no books, we we had VIP access at a at an awesome rock metal show i mean that's rock and roll right and we sold we actually ended up selling a decent amount of books so it everything was worth it everything worked out um the bands were cool didn't get to see too much of the show uh trying to you know we were trying to sell sell books and stuff and, and patrick and i were cutting up and talking a lot but uh it was an awesome awesome fucking uh awesome time and 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 the the good thing and here's the thing like the owner of the whole place. Alex shouts out to you, Alex, uh, if you're listening, came up and was like, man, I really like this guys. Like, this is cool. This is like, I like that. We're having something else as well. Something different. Would, would you guys consider coming back? Like he's asking us like, Oh, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me, uh, we'll see. Maybe we can come back. I don't, yeah, of course we'll come back. Um, so there you go. People, we got the, we got the open invite to come back. And, um, from the owner of the place and 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 mike of course was already like i want to get you guys on some other shows so if you're in the dallas area and you're going to be going to some rock shows over at gas monkey or amplified slash where whatever it's called now you uh have a very good chance of running into your your old buddy uncle johnny and the death's head press crew or at least one of us uh or the other um together or, or separate uh depending on who's in town so and then that's um that's awesome i mean Dude, just horror and, and and metal and rock and roll do go hand in hand and punk rock, all of that stuff. It's uh, it's so. I don't know. It's to, for me at least the way I've set up my life. It flows back and forth pretty seamlessly, and to have a show like this and uh, in end then even have it go well uh, is amazingly awesome. So I do have to say thank you to Mike, thank you to Alex, thank you to Ga- Gas Monkey slash Amplified. Um, what a time. And uh, we will definitely uh, go sling books at a death metal show anytime you want. Hey, all right. There you go. My recap of vending at the Cradle of Filth show at Gas Monkey slash Amplified. What a time it was. Thanks again, guys, for having us out. Um, and uh, everyone out there, look for updates of the next time that we'll be there. So for now, thank you for joining me and listening to the show, especially if you're someone new to the show, checking it out. Hey, thank you so much for your support. Please check out my Patreon, everybody. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Get access to the awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast with any tier you join. Also, go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all your John Wayne needs, wants, and desires. Uh, the show's page has all of my dates still coming up. Full, full schedule for the rest of the year folks so see if i'm coming to your city let's party hit me up and uh, i got some 2022 dates going on up to up there this week as well now that uh, i've got confirmations so check that out also at johnwayneisdead.com you can go to the shop page and order my books records all that good stuff t-shirts and if you order from me i will sign them and i will send you extra goodies because i love you and appreciate it so much but you can still get my books at amazon kindle and anywhere else you can get books but i i appreciate the support any way that I get it. And I love you so much for it. Thank you guys. And follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I will see you uh, next week in Las Vegas, Nevada. (laughs) 